The Razorbacks defeat Penn State to finish this season nine and four. Who stood out from the Outback Bowl, as well as what it means going into 2022? This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, a premium smart bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. I have to apologize for kind of the hiatus that I've taken, at least from last week, which I know... Uh, would have been awesome to start doing the podcast and talking about the Outback Bowl and leading up to it. But due to some uh, technical stuff, as well as me traveling down to Tampa for the bowl game and, and airplanes and flights and all that stuff, it was just going to be uh, a pretty tough challenge to try to do. It also uh, had some issues with my back, but you don't care about that. Either way, I apologize, but we're back. We're back. We're back in Arkansas, and we get to talk about a great victory, a victory over the Penn State Nittany Lions as Arkansas finishes the season nine and four, just like we all hoped and dreamed that they actually would. Now, to, just to look at this game, we will. We'll break down into it. We'll start looking at box scores and all those things as well. But looking just from the season and, and recapping it, and I'll do a season review as far as some big moments and everything later in this week as well. Uh, but Folks, this was about as good as you could have asked if you're a Razorback fan, realistically speaking, of course. Yes, a national championship would have been much better. But when it came to the expectations and the reality that you were in heading into this season with the number one toughest conference schedule and toughest schedule in general in the country, by far, no one really even close, and knowing that you were breaking in a brand new quarterback in K.J. Jefferson, and knowing that you went three and seven the previous year, and it looked like Sam Pittman had some things going, but you didn't really know about what was going to be the next step. All of these questions needed to be answered this year, and answered they were. You finished nine and four. You went with nine wins, the most wins you've had since the 2011 season when you won the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you get your first January one out or January one bowl game victory since 2000 when you beat Texas down there. It was a long, long time coming. And you did it in a way to where it, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest game, especially in the first half. Uh, Penn State had a lot of opt-outs. They've had uh, a lot of people that maybe not even were able to play the game due to the fact that, uh, you know, there were some various reasons going on and there hasn't been really a lot of specifics. Uh, you know, the Penn State was basically having to play walk-ons at linebacker and all those things as well. But the game happened. You won. It was a beautiful day down there in Tampa. The stadium was awesome as well. Razorback fans really loaded up the entire Tampa area, and it was a nice little capper on the season. But what a job by Sam Pittman and his staff and these players, too, because you get to go and have a season that you haven't had in a decade where so many times and so many people over the past 10 years, depending on who your coach was, was always telling you about some of the limitations that maybe you were going through as an Arkansas program, some of the things that you wouldn't be able to accomplish and how it was going to be a tough, long, drawn-out process to try to get this back. You know, if you think about to, to Brett Bielema and, and his first year, they go three and nine. And even though there was no reason for them to go three and nine, looking back on it, considering the talent that they had, but they didn't actually 
know how to get to that tough level that is needed to compete in the SEC. And that's why he eventually was fired. And we all know Chad Morris couldn't do it either. But you were constantly told, well, you're Arkansas. You know how tough it is to win here? You know how difficult it is to get high talent players here? You know, it's not easy. And you're in the SEC West. You're in the toughest division in all of college football. You should just be happy with having any sort of success on the smallest of scales. That's where you should belong. That's where you should feel the best at. But that's not true. Arkansas fans know that's not true. And they have been talking about that for a very long time of how it's not true. The frustrations that would constantly be pouring over every single time you heard somebody put you down because you expected good, great greatness. Like you expected to be a solid football program that would be competitive in the SEC West, but you were always told you're Arkansas. You can't do it. Well, Sam Pimmon in two years has made Arkansas more of a competitive, more of a tough program than a lot of these other so-called programs that have these great programs and great talents. And he did it in two years. Like he went nine and four in his second year as the Razorback football head coach. And that is coming off of a COVID year. That is coming off of a time where he had to just put things together and make it all work and make it all possible. Nine and four. Like, I know that basketball, it's a lot easier to turn around, and that's why it wasn't nearly surprising or as surprising, I should say, when Eric Musselman took Arkansas to the Elite Eight. But in football, this is surprising. This is surprising. Talk, folks, you're talking about a, like a seven-game swing from just two years ago, a seven-win swing. Like, Chad Morris had things so bad that people didn't know how long it was going to take. I was one of those people where I'm like, man, this may be a process. You are so far down into the irrelevancy of all SEC programs and all college football. I don't know when you'll ever be able to get out and how long it's going to take for you to get out. But then enter in Sam Pittman for however he's done it. You could say it's for the coaching staff. Absolutely. You could say it's for just the talent that he was left behind because that is one thing that Chad Morris did do decently. He did recruit pretty well. You could say all those things, too. But what he was able to do to put it all together, to put forth a team that not only goes nine and four, but folks, if you think about it, they lost by out to Alabama by a touchdown. They were right there. They lost to Ole Miss by a two-point conversion. I mean, besides the Georgia game for sure, and maybe even Auburn, which was uh, one of the worst games for Arkansas, but one of the best games for the Auburn Tigers. I mean, you're talking about how good you actually, like people don't realize how good you were this year. How awesome is it to just finally have this? that you've been waiting, you've been patiently waiting to try to be happy and proud of something that was actually put forth on a football field that doesn't met with a bunch of controversy, that wasn't met with a bunch of teams that you should beat, but you end up not beating. That didn't end with blowing leads to Missouri at the end of the season, which didn't end with any of those things. Like all that stuff involved. To me, that was the most impressive thing about it, is that you had it all in front of you. You did what you were supposed to do. You did the job you were supposed to do. And now you're reaping the rewards for it. You deserve this, Razorback fans. You deserve with everything that you've been through and you, all these players and what they've been through, everybody, you deserve this. Relish in it. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Because I have a feeling this ain't over yet. I have a feeling that this is not going to be something that just gets left behind, that this is an afterthought. This is something that's going to stay. This is something that's going to make Arkansas a competitive football program for years to come. That's what my prediction is going to be. Folks, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure that you include Built Bar into your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it may be even better than a candy bar, depending on some of these great flavors that they have. 
Uh, but it's easier to stick to your solution resolution because it tastes good and you'll want to eat it and it's convenient and it's healthy and it doesn't taste like one of those other type of protein bars that taste horrible. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and most built Bars contain only 130 calories. So here's an idea from the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, or in the car, or whatever, and throw out all that other junk food. Replace them with built Bars so when you'll be craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And the best thing about it is by listening to this podcast, we're going to offer you a great deal. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, or excuse me, LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order, you can get all you want there. And it doesn't matter how many you buy, as long as you use LOCKED15 for the promo code, you'll get 15% off your order at built.com. Be sure to check it out. You won't want to miss it. It's a great deal. Make sure you make it happen. Again, built.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so looking into the actual things that happened into the game itself and uh, the Outback Bowl, Arkansas did win 24-10. And uh, Arkansas was actually down at halftime and really just looked all out of sorts offensively, uh, had some issues there and some – it didn't seem like they were a team that like was ready for the bowl game. And, and not to say that they were not prepared, it's just you think about it, like – that's a long time in between playing. That's like a month. That's the last time Arkansas played football and you've had all these activities and everything. So to come out a little flat was not necessarily surprising, but Arkansas definitely turned it around and get going in the second half and especially that third quarter where they scored 17 points and that was all she wrote. Uh, KJ Jefferson won the MVP, which is not necessarily surprising because he is the quarterback and everybody loves KJ Jefferson and what he's been able to do. Uh, but uh, he goes 14 of 19 for 98 yards passing and only had a pick. And that pick was not great. Uh, it was actually, I put him more on Warren Thompson because he should have come to the ball in the end zone because he was wide open. He should have come to the ball instead of just waiting on it. And it was a great play by the Penn State defender. So uh, can't really fault KJ for that one. But he did have 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Rocket Sanders, 13 carries, 79 yards and two touchdowns. Dominic Johnson, 11 carries, 77 yards. And Malik Hornsby had four carries for 67 yards. So the rushing attack was definitely what is what won you this game, at least offensively. And that is not a surprise because we knew that Sam Pittman was just going to run, 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 run. And that's exactly what they did. And that was exactly the difference in this game. Arkansas had as a team 58 carries for five, five, 353 yards. It's averaging 6.1 yards a carry. And uh, they were about 50 yards short of a, of a outback bowl record. But uh, I was just uh, I was really impressed by how the team turned it around in the second half and especially the ability that KJ Jefferson had. Now, the only thing about this game, though, is like I was wanting to see how the wide receivers looked like. How did they look without having uh, uh, Traylon Burks in? Because we know how big time he's been and how pivotal he was to the success of this Razorback football team. How are they going to respond? How are they going to look? How are they going to get it done? Well, we kind of got that question answered, and it, and it wasn't good. Uh, Davion Warren had three catches for 33 yards. He was fine. Tyson Morris was able to be back. He had three catches for 32 yards. But besides that, man, Warren Thompson had an awful game. Uh, threw a pick because, for some reason, Arkansas insists on tra still trying to throw wide receiver passes. Have not worked all year, even when Traylon Burks did it. I think the only time it did was like that one play against Texas A&M where Warren Thompson threw it to Burks. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work in this one. And, uh, yeah. Like it just, 
it's worrisome because you wanted to see if somebody, maybe one of the young guys would be able to get in there and do something. But there were times that KJ Jefferson was hanging back and just not having anyone open. So that's why they had to do a lot of short intermediate passes to try to get something going offensively in the passing game because downfield there was never anybody open whatsoever. Uh, the longest pass Arkansas had was 21 yards to Tyson Morris, and that was about it. But, you know, that was the only thing that I was kind of disappointed in in this game is that you just didn't see any wide receivers step up in a major way. But kudos to the defense. Like, the defense had three scoreless quarters against Penn State. The only time Penn State scores in the second quarter, they scored 10 points. But they had three scoreless quarters against Penn State, and, they, you know, they just did about as good of a job as you could ask. Joe Fouché had an awesome game. He had an interception. He also had a big sack. Uh, he led the team in tackles or was tied for the lead in tackles with six. Uh, Hayden Henry also had six. Miles Slusher had five. Bumper Pool had five. And also a huge hit out of him, too. Graham Morgan had five. So uh, the defense did their job. And, and honestly, the only bad play was the breakdown on that touchdown. Like you could just, it wasn't anything that just Arkansas had a, you know, got beat or anything like that. You could just tell it was a complete miscommunication on defense. And they ended up giving a wide open play up. Um, and I know that that's you know still part of the defense and still goes against them. But at the same time, it's like you know that that wasn't anything that it was just a mistake. You know, it was just a, it was just a big uh, uncharacteristic mistake that ended up being costly. But man, it just feels like those have been times with Arkansas when those have happened too. Because you think about back to the Auburn game, you know that uh, strip sack for a touchdown, like that was a very uncharacteristic thing. And it ended up being the difference in the game itself. But luckily, that wasn't the case in this one where it didn't make the difference for Arkansas. They were just able to get up there and finish out the game. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, it's there's a few players that are moving on, obviously. And uh, in fact, Buster Brown, Monteric Brown, was one of the ones that officially announced it via Twitter that he's going to be moving on, which is not a surprise. I heard he was gone uh, um, a while ago. And, um, you know, it's... He was great. Like He was a really good uh, defensive back that a lot of people don't really understand just how good he was, but he was really great. But I'm going to just uh, – I'm going to miss a lot of these guys that just the way they looked and the way that they played as a cohesive team. Um, I don't think that they'll be remembered as one of the best defenses ever in Arkansas history, especially considering that like they really don't have any straight-up NFL talent this year defensively except for maybe Monteric Brown. Uh, and I'm not counting Jalen Catalan because he didn't play much. Uh, so, but yeah, if he played, he for sure would be an NFL talent, but I guess we'll find out more about him next year. But besides that, I mean, maybe Ridgeway, maybe, uh, but the rest of them are just kind of just really good college players, experienced veteran college players that were able to come back and to make some noise and to really be the difference in this year's team. Uh, I know the offense was really improved as well. KJ was phenomenal, but you don't get to the point you're at without the defense. Because the only bad game that the defense really had was against Ole Miss, where they were just getting burned right and left. Like, that was really it. Uh, and that's Again, I'm not saying they were played perfect every game, but that was just the one game where they just had no answer. They were just bad from all around. But I'll, I'll tell you, this is going to be a game that you're going to have to remember and circle, and Sam Pittman being 1-0 and in bowl games in his second year. It's it's something that, you, as a Razorback fan, you got to be pumped. you got to be pumped about where the future is going, and you got to be pumped about the way – the, all these guys played because there were so many opt-outs, so many guys that didn't want to play in bowl games, not Sam Pittman's team. Everybody besides Traylon Burks, which we know made sense of why you wanted to move on to the NFL. Everybody else, though, kudos for you sticking with it and playing in this game because I know it meant a lot to you as well. 
Folks, I want to tell you about this incredible app. Everyone needs to buy. It's called Get Upside, and especially if you buy gas, which we all do. My listeners, all of you, are going to be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store and in Google Play right now using promo code SCORE. All right, score. You know how to spell score. Very easy. And you get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay at full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app. And again, use score for the promo code and you'll get up to 50 cents gallon uh, per gallon back on your first tank. And that is cash. So just you can go to any of the app stores and it's very easy to do. They write it right to your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, Amazon, other brands, whatever it does, they got it going on. So again, download free ups, get upside a free app on the App Store or Google Play and use promo code SCORE for that great deal as well. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Looking ahead very briefly, but very uh, casually in the 2022 when it comes to Razorback football. We know of some of the players that have left and are leaving. We know of the players are coming back. And we also are aware of some of the players that may or may not be returning. Uh, it just kind of depends. It's up to them, and they have a decision to make, and we'll know that probably here in the coming days. But I can't tell you how good I feel about heading into 2022. So good that I believe that if particular players come back, especially, Arkansas is going to be a preseason top 25 team. Their schedule is a little more favorable this upcoming season. It's still going to be tough, especially with that opening game against Cincinnati. But your toughest games, your toughest SEC games are going to be at home. Think about that. You're going to have Bama, LSU, and Ole Miss at home. You're going to have also uh, Cincinnati at home in Fayetteville. You're going to have Texas A&M, of course, being down in Arlington. But then you get to go to BYU. You're going to have South Carolina <clears throat> at home, which I know that they will be a better team with Spencer Rattler. But, uh, you know, they're, you know well, that'll be a good game. Again, interesting match. We'll see how much they improve. It'll be, it'll be tough. But still, your toughest games are at home. And you're going to be returning one of the better quarterbacks in the in the SEC, maybe even the country, in KJ Jefferson. You're going to be returning an experienced offensive line, an extremely talented running backfield, and defensively, again depending on who's coming back. But you're returning for sure an All-American preseason All-American Jalen Catalan at safety. You could have bumper pullback one of your seasoned veteran linebackers, and you could have arguably your best defensive lineman and John Ridgeway back as well possibilities are endless honestly this team has a lot of reason and this fan base has a lot of reason to be excited about 2022 now will they go nine and four again maybe maybe could they repeat what they did this previous year maybe it's going to be a different team next year but the best thing about it is not only that you have the players returning that is needed to be able to build upon this but you also have your coaches Kendall Bryles, Barry Odom, Cody Kennedy, all the assistants, and your head coach, Sam Pittman. Continuity is key. It's able to, it's what's able to make a difference in a team going from just being decent to being great, is knowing that they continue to pick up right where they left off from the previous year. That's big time. 
And that's why I believe that Arkansas is going to be one of those teams that is in the top 25. And who knows, when SEC Media Days comes around, it'll probably be pretty tough because so many of those media members, especially ones outside the state of Arkansas, they have an obsession with particular teams. We all know who they're talking about. But I would not be surprised to see Arkansas pick to finish fourth. It's probably where they'll be picked, I think. Um, I think that Bama's going to be Bama, number one. I think A&M is going to be extremely hot and hyped. Uh, we'll see if they follow through because they got talent and they got a big recruiting class. I hate to give them credit for it, but they will have all the pieces needed to be really good. So they'll probably be picked second. And then probably LSU, I think, because just because of Brian Kelly being there and people will be hot to pick them because of the talent that they have and whatnot. But besides that, and then after that, like, I don't think I don't think Ole Miss is gonna. I think Ole Miss is gonna have a pretty big setback. I think they're gonna take steps back next year, so they'll, they'll be there. Mississippi State, you've beaten them twice already. They'll probably be good, but I don't see any reason why you can't beat them again. And then Auburn, the way they finished this past year, they're not good. They're not great, and I don't see any reason to believe that they're gonna be any better next year. So you could you could meet realistically finish fourth, maybe as good as third, depending on how things go. But the expectations are going to be there. Fans, you have expectations, and rightfully so. You should. It's good times to have expectations. It's really fun to have these expectations, too. But either way, I can't wait for 2022. It's sad that the season ended, but it's great to know where you're at. And we'll have more to talk about and recap some of the great moments from this past season, some of my favorite moments and the ones that stood out to me, at least. And uh, we'll have some fun with that. And, of course, uh, you know, We'll talk about basketball at some point, which we need to. Hopefully it gets better from here on out. Either way, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.